0: Well, before we start this episode, I want to uh, list uh, some of the sponsors that helped us provide this. Uh, we've got Jeff Shipley, who's running for a house seat in Van Buren, Jefferson, and uh, the southern half of Henry County. We've got Helena Hayes. She's running for half of Mahaska County, Keokuk County, and a couple northern tier counties or townships in Jefferson County. We've got Helmuth Ford of Sigourney, Iowa, Washington Discount Tires. Beyond beautiful benches, Richland, Iowa, Smithburg, Otto, Fairfield, Iowa, lcskitchen.net, author John Bain, who's written the book, *Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, that's available anywhere books are sold, his Facebook page, and The Village on the Square in Washington, Iowa. Jefferson County Real Estate, Jeff Alexander, and Corwin Henshaw, Henshaw Trailer Sales. Uh, we're on Patreon, so you can get you. We have a merch store. You can get coffee cups or T-shirts to wear to the ball games uh, or drink coffee while you're listening to Round Guy Radio. But uh, we've got a great week of of uh, shows for you. So thanks for listening, and on with the show. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. It's Tuesday morning. We're here with Scotty Melvin, and it is the ranking show. I, I want to apologize, though, real quick for some of the audio on uh, one of our best shows, the Saturday morning scoreboard. So I screwed that up a couple of times, but uh, appreciate you guys sticking with it and listening. Good morning, Scotty. Good morning,
1: Dave. How are you?
0: I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, I, uh, I'm probably going to let you talk a little bit so I can uh, refill my coffee cup a little bit. But uh, what where, where are we at on the rankings?
1: Well, we're headed into week eight here. I'm on my second cup of coffee so hopefully i got it together this morning uh one thing i noticed though and i don't know if you checked or looked yourself yesterday but as i'm waiting for these uh rankings to come out throughout the day the uh des moines register was right on top of it as usual came out early in the morning um i had to wait a while to see anything from associated press or the cedar rapid gazette and radio iowa the four that we follow and radio iowa never did appear i've looked this morning haven't found an updated one. So I'm going to start with the three that we have. Uh, I'm going to start with the one that I kind of am using as my top one. And that's the Associated Press poll, because it's the most detailed. And I think it's the most uh, maybe well-educated poll out of them all uh, from, you know, the small schools on up. And so when we go to the Associated Press poll, we'll start with four uh, with the big schools. Southeast Iowa has got Fort Madison, who had been ranked, lost a game last week, you know, to uh, Iowa City Liberty, lost it pretty handily. But I think the voters know just uh, what kind of a monumental challenge that was for, for the Bloodhounds. And the, the Bloodhounds are out of the top 10, but they're still getting eight votes in 4A in the AP poll, so that's pretty cool. Um, moving on down to 2A, you'd been asking about Centerville. You know, they took that, that big loss to Sigourney-Chioda, but other than that, they, they're pretty well unblemished, um, other than uh, the uh, Williamsburg game. They're getting three votes in 2A in the AP poll. I think it's well-deserved. I think that's a good team. Moving to 1A, our Mediapolis Bulldogs are sitting at number seven. They're only ding on the schedule so far to West Branch and uh, they're a solid uh, top 10 team in any poll you look at. Bulldogs at number seven in the AP poll. Sigourney-Kyota, first one sitting out this week out of the top 10, so You could call them number 11. They're getting 11 votes. That's the top vote getter for class 1A. So uh, the Cobras are creeping in. Give them another week, they'll be in there. Class A, your Linville Sully Hawks, number five. That's the lowest I've seen them ranked. Um, But like I said before, when you're talking to top five-ish teams in any class, they're all interchangeable one through five if they're undefeated in my book. Uh, So nothing uh, nothing to be ashamed of there. Linville Sully at number five. Columbus at number six. That's where I think they should be. based on their schedule and their success so far this year, they're getting one first vote, uh, first place vote still. Albernette sitting at number nine. So that sets up a a state ranked Clash Friday. If you're using the AP poll like me, number six Columbus hosts number nine Albernette Friday. We'll see which one uh, deserves to be ranked ahead of the other after that one. Eight player. Waco, number two, they've got four first-place votes. They're knocking on the door of a number one ranking because Remsen St. Mary's has five first-place votes, so they're just edging Waco out of that number one spot this week. Uh, I think Waco, for those that pay attention to eight player, and I think the the AP guys do, I think uh, some of the other polls do as well and some not so much, but I think that uh, um, raised some eyebrows when they shut out Winfield Mount Union the other night. Southeast Warren, the Warhawks, sitting at number 10. A little low for my taste, but, uh, you know, they're in the top 10. Montezuma getting seven votes. Thought that was interesting. And Baxter getting four votes. So they've been bumped out of the top 10 with that close loss the other night, but they're still uh, knocking on the door there. And that's the AP poll. So if we move on to the Cedar Rapids Gazette poll, not a lot of action for our teams down here in this one. Class 1A, Mediapolis, sitting at number 10. I thought this one was interesting. Pella Christian, number seven in the Cedar Rapids Gazette poll. Not saying they're not deserving of a state ranking, but when you look at the fact that they lost to sigourney Kyoto just a couple of weeks ago, sitting at number seven while the Cobras are outside of the top 10 with uh, what I would call the number 12 spot with their six votes, seems kind of odd because they've won the head to head match. And, uh, you know, generally that'll bump you ahead of your the opponent you beat, but Sigruny Kyoto's still getting those two early season losses held against them. Class A, Linville Soli has moved up to number three in the Cedar Rapids Gazette poll. Somebody loves them there. They're getting a first place vote in Class A. Albernette sitting at number 10 in that one. And Columbus, outside looking in and what you would call the 12th spot, they're the second top vote getter outside the top 10 with five votes. So Columbus uh, still not cracking into that Cedar Rapids Gazette poll, which I always find curious because you know they're uh, the paper that's on this side of the state, and uh, you would think they would uh, probably have a little more knowledge. But I, what I will say for the Gazette, from what I saw in Class A, the teams they have had ranked the last week or so, none of them lost in that top ten. So it's kind of hard to to move your uh, your pieces around in your top ten if nobody lost. There's no place to uh, to put a, anybody else as far as sliding into a, a someone's spot. Eight player, they got Waco at number two. Southeast Warren at number 10, seems to be pretty uh, common for them right now. And Baxter's getting nine votes in Cedar Rapids Gazette poll. Uh, That puts them at what would be the number 11 team in the state for eight player. And then we move on to the one that's uh, the simplest of them all Des Moines Register. they don't show a whole lot outside of who's in and maybe who got uh, bumped out due to a loss last week. I think I saw one class where they showed some boat getters, uh, which was odd because that's not usually something you see from this paper. 1A for uh, our area, we've got Mediapolis at number nine. That's the highest they ranked this week out of any of the polls. Um, interesting again, Pella Christian at number eight. Class A, Linville Solis at number four in a Des Moines Register poll. I know you're interested in that. And Burnett, number eight. So if you're looking at any polls besides the AP, Friday night's uh, matchup between Burnett and Columbus is not a state-ranked top 10 matchup. That's why I'm going with the AP, because I want the drama. (laughs) I want the drama of two state-ranked teams colliding for a district championship. So that's where I'm at with that. In the Des Moines Register, uh, if I haven't said it already, the eight-player poll, Placing Southeast one at number eight. That's the highest I've seen the Warhawks so far since uh, maybe week zero or the preseason polls and uh, Waco at number three. So that's pretty good. And that's your polls uh, for week eight, uh, the three that we have and the teams of interest to us, ones that we cover, ones that we're keeping a close eye on uh, due to the fact that our teams run into them either in district play or or quite possibly the playoffs. I have a feeling we're going to see a bunch of these teams again in uh, the next few weeks.
0: Well, uh, I saw a couple of things that you posted yesterday for what used to be called varsity bound, which apparently is now called bound. Uh, let's go with uh, one thing. They got 5A, 4A, and 3A, something called RPI, ranking power index, maybe. I, I, I'm not 100% a, a yeah. sure. but I think going, that
1: might be that that formula that they use for the big schools only they've applied it to every class just in the interest of, uh, you know, like a power pole type thing, which is really cool. It's always interesting. Um, A
0: couple teams that we, uh, uh, follow a little bit. Iowa city Liberty is number four in four a Yeah. Fort Madison is number seven in four a Burlington is number 14. So, uh, uh, when you take the, uh, uh, I don't know, the bias or the, the lack of interest of other uh, media sources, uh, they're, they're getting some respect for their schedules and their wins. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: looks I like, think that's uh, looks reflective like, of, yeah, that strength of schedule. And so when, did you see the one that I posted? that has got 1A a, yeah, and a a 8 there.
0: Uh, we got a couple and 3A here. Uh, Fairfield's oh. number 19 on this and Grinnell. Uh, Number thirteen, Solon number nine on that list, uh, and then uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, we got some kind of interesting results here. Uh, West Branch number one in in one A, uh, Meepo number three in uh, uh, one A. That then we go to Durant number seven. Let's see. Uh, let's look at the uh, other A. What do we got here? Waco number three. Don't see anything that I recognize off of that one. And then uh uh yeah, that's that's I guess that's about Waco's number three and eight man on that, just behind Don Bosco. I don't see any other area teams. Uh no. I don't see the don't, are the Warhawks in this.
1: Yeah, that's what stinks about the logos. I don't know all of them, but I'm pretty sure number seven. I think that's Southeast yeah. Warren. Six war or home.
0: seven looks like uh, on the Southeast Warren. That's a team we really, really like a lot. But here uh, yep. in A, we got a, a – a, a, they have uh, Columbus at six and Albert yep. at eight. So uh, I kind of agree with that a little bit.
1: But yeah, what? it's a – you know, it reflects the fact that Columbus has met every challenge so far. They haven't lost a game. Alburnett's only lost the one, um, and granted, they've had a slightly tougher schedule. You know, uh, been tested a little bit more. But Columbus getting rewarded for the fact that they are undefeated. So, well, I see Linville solely sitting there at five, just ahead oh, of him as well. Yeah, yeah,
0: Linville solely, and and you say they're up like around three in some of the pools.
1: Yeah, in the in the Gazette poll, which is the one I kind of like to rip on sometimes, (laughs) they're number three, and I can't argue with that.
0: Well, I uh, but I like to say Varsity Bound. They have the uh, Columbus and uh, uh, Albarnet game as the best game in the state too. So yeah, I'm kind of liking Varsity Bound or Bound, what they call it now. But,
1: uh, I think, it, I think uh, the Varsity Bounds, the, I don't know if you want to call it the brand name or whatever, and then probably each state has its own uh, uh, people that uh, keep an eye on, on, the, on that individual state, and that's where you see the Bound Iowa. I'm, I'm sure there's a Bound Illinois and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, they, they are a lot of fun to follow on Twitter.
0: Well, it doesn't really matter what everybody says because it'll be you all know, sorted out on the field.
1: We got that right,
0: but uh, well, uh, do you got anything else today for us? Or,
1: well, I thought you know, continuing on with uh, now that we're getting late in the season, and it's fun to watch the house how the offensive players have exploded throughout the year and put up some numbers. Uh, we're gonna have part of the year where you're starting to see the the fruits of all of that i put together a list of uh, our area's top receivers using again my criteria which is you know subject to uh <laughs> you know it's it's a, let's just call it suspect you know it's suspect but uh, i i thought well i gotta narrow it down should i do it with catches should i do it with yards well yards is the easy way to go so i said okay if you've got over 300 yards 300 or more receiving i'll put you on the list um And so I've got a short list. It's not huge. We've got a lot. You got to remember, we got a lot of running teams around here that don't throw a lot and they have kids that probably could have crazy numbers receiving, but they, they don't do that. So uh, this list is going to reward those that do. And I'm going to start with uh, the small and kind of work up um, right here in Wayland, Iowa at Waco. Odie Stefanchuk, who has come in and taken the spot that uh, Drew Deers played so well last year, kind of the tight end there for uh, Waco on offense. He's only got 13 catches on the year, but he's taken them for 326 yards and eight touchdowns, and uh, that's good for 25 yards every time he catches the ball on the average. That's pretty good. Um, Winfield Mount Union, of course, we got our buddy Abram Edwards. He's got uh, 23 catches, which is the higher number on this list compared to several. Uh, for 305 yards, the average is a little over 13 a catch. That's a good number and four touchdowns. And you got to remember, he's got uh, nine touchdowns rushing as well. So he's, he's a dual threat there for, for the Wolves. He does whatever they need. New London's got blaze Porter. He's uh, been coming on strong since early in the season. He's only got 19 catches, but they're good for 358 yards and five touchdowns, almost uh, 19 per catch. And then Highland, man, we've been looking for something to brag on Highland about because they're, they're having a rough season in their rebuild. Ethan Paisley, 16 catches. I put him on the list. He didn't quite make my 300 mark, but he's got 299. I couldn't leave him out. Almost 19 yards per catch and then four touchdowns for him. So that's a, that's a Husky that's getting some stuff done. Wapalo, Jake Gustafson. We talk about him a lot. He's going to put up some Russian numbers and some receiving numbers. I'm, I'm not shocked to see him making this list. I expected it. Uh, 18 catches, 323 yards, about 18 per catch and a couple of touchdowns. Now here's one that you're going to love. Um, and I did, too, when I saw it. I I was actually kind of, my eyes popped. Let's put it that way. Van Buren County, Warriors receiver Anthony Duncan. And we have heard Andy and, and the guys talk about him. I haven't had eyes on Van Buren. I think you have. But he's caught 28 balls this year. But for a whopping 618 total yards, that leads this list. That leads Southeast Iowa. 22 per catch and four touchdowns. So he's putting up big yardage on uh, when he gets the opportunity to catch the ball. And then one of my favorites, Mid Prairie's Kane Brown. This kid, he does a lot for them, both sides of the ball. Been waiting for a chance to talk about him. He's got 20 receptions on the year, 362 yards right at 18. That seems to be the theme, 18 yards per catch for a lot of these guys. And he's got four touchdowns. Now you're going to see some some bigger numbers because we talk a lot about that uh, Mount Pleasant passing attack. They're they're not having a great season as far as wins, losses, but they've they've had, what, points in the season where they were leading uh, – in completions. And uh, here's the top two guys that, that haul in those passes from the quarterback there down at Mount Pleasant. Carter Amos, 39 catches. That's uh, that's a lot. 376 yards, so not quite 10 yards per catch. So he must be kind of the, uh, you know, hitting with the short pass and see what he can do with it after the catch guy. And he's got a couple of touchdowns. And then one that I hear all the time if I flip the radio station on down there when, when Mount Pleasant's playing, Wyatt Woodsmall, 36 catches. 416 yards, almost 12 per catch, and four touchdowns. So those guys have been putting up the numbers for the Panthers. And uh, then one of our favorites, Fairfield's Max Wheaton. He's got some big numbers. 36 catches for 518 yards, about 14 and a half every time he catches the ball, and 11 touchdowns. That's the uh, That's the leader for touchdowns here on the list. So Max is your touchdown reception leader in southeast Iowa to this point. I don't think he's going to get caught. We will see. He cuck, man. We talked about Diego Garcia, and uh, I kind of went out on a limb, not knowing much about him. I, I remember talking about him in our in our preview uh, because he was the one kind of major stack hitter from last year coming back. And I thought, well, if they throw the ball off, this kid will have a big season. And, and he is. 33 catches for 524 yards about 16 per catch and seven touchdowns. So he's he's put up, uh, you know, Keokuk's kind of had that offense that struggled a lot, but uh, when they go to Diego, that's where they're getting their production from. So maybe they ought to to him some more. I don't know.
0: He is their production.
1: Yeah, uh, I can't, seven touchdowns. I don't know if they've scored much more than seven touchdowns this year, that's you great. know? So uh, good for him. I'm glad to see him have this uh, big season. Fort Madison. They've got three guys on the list. That's, uh, they're the top on that. Uh, the most guys on the list all with, uh, well, one's not quite the 300, but I couldn't leave him out because his numbers were too good and he gets talked about too much. We hear about him all the time from coach Doherty, but Kane Williams, he's got 31 catches. You could say only 283 yards, but I think he's another one of those you hit him with the short out and uh, see what he can do. Cause he's a speedster. Uh, so he's, Just a shade under 10 yards per catch, five touchdowns on the season. He's having a great year. Leaf boating, 22 catches, 374 yards, good for 17 every time he catches the ball. Uh, Three touchdowns on the year. And Henry Wiseman, another name we hear a lot, 23 catches, 331 yards. And he's about 14 and a half every time he catches the ball, he'll get you. And three touchdowns. And that brings me to the last one, Oscar And this guy has the most receptions of anybody on the list. We've heard a lot about him whenever we talk to you, whenever you've interviewed uh, Oski's coach, Waylon Bolivar. And you will hear his name a lot if you turn on the radio and tune into an Oski game. He does a lot. 41 catches. That's a pretty gaudy number. 613 yards, about 15 per catch and five touchdowns. But Waylon is the top receiver as far as receptions in our area. 41 catches on the year man that's getting it done
0: well, that's another great list hey scotty uh i kind of uh uh wanted to promote that zero to 100 show hmm. uh, did you catch the yep. little 30 second episode uh kind of a commercial like they did that's got uh, uh pretty much everything they got from round guy radio on there isn't it
1: i believe so yeah they got uh I heard some blurbs from you, I heard your voice, I heard Andy's, I heard my own, and uh, Ryan Timmerman at the very end, and they, they strung those those comments together in a really cool way with a little quick hitter highlights, and uh, uh, man, Dante Zuniga, I think he's um, he's got a little team with him there, but I think he does a lot of the editing and the production for it after they get the film together, and I think he's the one that kind of spearheads that uh, final cut stuff or whatever, uh, the kids that have to fill, me in or fill us in on that. 100 percent for me to understand how they're doing it but i know he puts a lot of work into it he'd like to get that uh channel subscribed to so if you like to watch weight uh, uh youtube videos and you like sports and uh, you like to support high school kids that are chasing uh what could turn into not just dreams but careers um, subscribe to the zero to 100 columbus wildcat football youtube series it is a lot of entertainment even if you're not a big football fan You know, that you're going to see coaches speak. You're going to see kids doing what kids do on homecoming, stuff like that. And uh, some really great highlights, too. If you are a football fan, you'll really dig it. Uh, That's my plug for them.
0: They capture the fun side of high school, don't they? I mean, it it isn't just all football, but, you know, know what's going on in school that week and everything. But those guys are so good at it. You know, as a guy, I think I was – clear out of the army before i ever even encountered the internet i might have been out of college before i even encountered the internet to be honest with you oh uh, yeah um i'm not very good at it and i'm not very good at any of the technology and me neither sometimes i get good sound and sometimes i forget to plug in the microphone and uh, get <laughs> such good sound or sometimes i got the squelch turned up so high it's all crackly but
1: uh, yeah, my, my idea of IT is uh, unplug something and plug it back in. That's where that's where it begins and ends for me.
0: <laughs> but those guys, are I just, just shout out to them. Uh, I know you're kind of uh, running short. You need to get to work, but uh, thank you very so very much for being with us. Hey. Hey, is there anything you didn't get to talk about that you wanted to?
1: Well, just real quick while we're plugging Columbus, um, I believe Noah Sparrow is the one that's doing uh, the one for Winfield Mount Union, and theirs is great, too. It's different, but it's, it's similar. And it's great. And he does an awesome job. And I, I think he's doing it himself. I don't know if he's got a team with him or not. He graduated last year, uh, but he was, you know, a multi-sport star for, for Winfield Mount Union. Now he's doing the same thing. And, and theirs are great. And what I like about theirs, it's a little different than Columbus's. You know, Winfield Mount Union has lost, uh, whatever, three games this year. And you will see the highlights from those games, not only the Winfield Mount Union highlights, but he's got highlights from the opponents on there too so it shows the whole story of the games and whatnot uh got some good commentary from coaches and some good interviews with the players and and i've said it a hundred times those kids are so fun over there they're fun to watch they're fun to listen to when they're interviewed as well and uh you know go check that one out also that one's called uh uh tgif winfield mount union wolves football
0: well that's I'll have to check that out too. Well, uh thank you so much for being with us. Thanks everyone that's been listening. Uh it's a big, big, big week. And uh we are gonna uh be oh I, I uh if you guys have been if you seen yesterday, I finally got the Albertnet coach to get on. Uh that was uh yeah. several efforts and finally uh I think their offensive coordinator listened to the program and got a hold of me. Since says, You guys are trying to get a hold of us? I said, Yeah. So we got us the coach. That was good. Uh
1: yeah, it's great. Uh,
0: today I've got uh, uh, Sigourney Kiota is going to be on, and uh, uh, we're going to talk to Central Lee on Wednesday. So, and That's at cool. Columbus, Columbus today too. Uh, I should have had him right. on yesterday. It's Columbus Day.
1: Columbus Day. It's Columbus Week. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's yeah. It is definitely Columbus Week this week. But uh, so uh, we we'll hope we're we're getting you ready. Uh, that uh, uh, show I did, that wraparound show, people loved it and I only had three three guests last week. So but uh, uh I have a lot of media people uh, but a lot of them are going to the same games, you know. So uh, hopefully we can get five or six or seven maybe even this week because uh yeah, people really like that. That little 5-minute blurbs about eight or five or I mean are 10 minutes a piece, but they're just short previews of the game. So uh everybody thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and uh we So much appreciate you, Scotty. Thanks for being with us. Well, thanks for having me.